Greetings from Pandora. Welcome to A Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands, the best Borderlands podcast on the Echo Net. I'm Drew. I'm Jeff. Thanks for joining us today for episode number 30, where today we're going to be talking, we're going to be ranking the bosses in Borderlands 2. But first, just a quick reminder, you can always get in contact with us via Twitter at Vault Hunters Pod through our email, vaulthuntersguide at gmail.com. And you can watch us record the podcast live at twitch.tv slash Guide. And also, we're back on YouTube. Just search up Vault Hunters Guide. Say what? Don't mind that 18-episode gap between 11 and 29. It was for... We had, we had creative differences with the editor of yeah. the videos. Blame, uh, blame the YouTube algorithm. Yeah, there we go. That's, that's it. <laughs> like, has- no, but even when I go to your page, they're missing all of them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, blame the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were, uh, de- they were demonetized for nudity, so we took them down. Yeah. Not, not, not N-U-D-I-T-Y, mind you. N-E-W space D-I-D-D-Y. <laughs> Nudities. <laughs> for for nudities. Uh, just too many. Too many nudities. So many like, nudities. They're like, people can't handle all of it. So... Demonetize. <laughs> I gotta demonetize you guys shooting a new ditty. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> wow. Phenomenal. Uh so yeah. Anyways, this week is uh like we said, there's so we're in between right now. Guardian Takedown was out uh last week, um, as of this recording. And you know, the date of this release is gonna be a week. No, actually this episode's gonna release on the day of uh, Bounty of Blood releasing. So the next episode will be our review of that. And it'll be a thing. We promise. It'll be a good one. So it'll be a good one. Yeah, because we've got something going on for that. I'm not sure. Do we want to do we want to reveal that? Yeah, why not? Okay. Drum up some excitement for it. <gasps> Literally drum up some excitement. Anyway. Ah, nice. So, yeah. Um. Uh, Obviously, we've been both of us have been and our families have been practicing social distancing heavily, which is great because that's something I was doing beforehand anyway, just because I don't like people much. And <laughs> uh, so we actually have something going on. So uh, next uh, episode, when we are actually talking about the new DLC, uh, we, we will actually be in the same location, specifically yeah. my house <laughs> <laughs> in the middle yeah. of the street. <laughs> Our house. All right, that's it. That's all you get. Yep. <laughs> Less than 30 seconds is what you're allowed. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, my wife, uh, we're going to, we're making the drive out to, you know, wherever Jeff lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington. <laughs> Clearly. Also, Washington always has the best names <clears throat> for places. Oh, Yeah. I just recently learned, you know, there's a place in Washington called Tequila. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tequila and Walla Walla and Snohomish and and Snoqualmie Pass. Snoqualmie Pass. Yeah. Yeah. If you're wondering how we know so much about Washington, it's pretty freaking arbitrary. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're looking forward to, uh, you know what? Actually, also, I'm going to look this up live and on the air right now. Jeff, you talk. 
Okay. Talk about things and stuff. How was your last two weeks in the Borderlands? Mouth? Oh, wait. No, no, no. And I've actually been doing quite a bit more than I was. Um, having some of the buffs and the changes that they've had in the most recent patch that went along with the Guardian takedown has gone really well. Uh, uh, they actually did make changes to the Guardian takedown, and they were great. They were definitely needed. There is still a challenge there without it feeling super dumb and repetitive and just bullet spongy. So I'm excited about that. Um, incidentally, I probably will also be playing more Borderlands though, because I did actually finish my completionist run of <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was really good. I enjoyed it <clears throat> thoroughly. I would say that if you're someone that's a fan of something like, um, you know, Dark Souls or... Uh, Bloodborne or even God of War, uh, the new God of War, um, you would probably also like this one just for what it's worth. So it's kind of like it's kind of like baby's first Dark Souls type scenario. So, you know, get in on that. Oh, I should totally play it then. (laughs) You definitely should. So. All right, cool. Anyway, I mean, you kind of have to be when you think about it. Like, (laughs) and no, we're not making this a fallen order you know, thing all of a sudden, but it's just one of those things where like, if you're going to have the mass appeal that star Wars does, you can't have it be overly hard. Mm. So yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's understandable. Right. Anyway. So what were you checking into though? Yeah. So I checked it out and uh, I knew we were close, but we've actually hit 50,000 total downloads at this point. Woo. Thank you everybody. So maybe on the next episode, we could also do like, uh, Maybe we could do like extra Twitch time and we could like take live questions from chat or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something that won't be happening on uh, something that won't be recorded most likely, but you know, we could be in there anyway. So we'll figure it yeah, out. I mean, yeah, I want to figure out something a little, a little extra cool for uh, 50, 50 K downloads. Yeah. We appreciate everyone that's done that. We've seen that there have been people just all over the world that listen to us, which is still blows my mind, you know, except Iceland. <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody care about Iceland <laughs> yeah fuck you Reykjavik oh, wow harsh <laughs> a Reykjavik you fucking wow nasty. harsh <laughs> uh, uh, and whatever the name of that volcano they had that was <laughs> you know the one <laughs> yeah uh, anyway but yeah no that's that's and that's how my last two weeks in the borderlands have been <laughs> Talked about when Jedi Fallen Order in Iceland. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So, and so what about so what yeah, about been, you? Uh, I've mainly just been doing a lot of farming, just farming shit over again, kind of adjusting builds and stuff. I'm kind of uh, I'm using uh, three shot flak from uh, that thick fillet put up. Check out that video. That build is sick. It really it was, is. It was a it was a great way to balance um, doing. Um, of having the benefits of fade away and being able to use like gorillas in the mist and stuff for bossing. But then you can just like swap out your action skill augments for mobbing and just get action skill and procs like all the fucking time. It's awesome. <laughs> so all day. <laughs> yeah. And it's just super, it's way more useful than, um, than rack attack is. Yeah. So I've been refarming like, you know, action skill and blah, blah, blah shit. Uh, mainly Katagawa jr. And Sandhawks right now. Um, Something else I did the other day though was I fired up my fired up the old PS4 because uh, I've been playing on on PC mostly since um, since I got it on PC. Yeah, uh, better frame rates, yada yada. So 
And but when I fired it up on PS4 the other day, I realized that like I don't know how I did this, but like I apparently haven't played it since Mayhem 2.0 came out because all of my gear was all like level 57, but like no mayhem level. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh god. So I like started farming that stuff over again, which was actually kind of easy because you just like I killed uh Gigamine on Mayhem 2, like it was nothing. Got him to drop a got Gigamine to drop a Hellshock and then um killed Gigamind on Mayhem 6 with that Mayhem 2 Hellshock. And then got, got a Mayhem Gig- 6 Hellshock. <laughs> got a Mayhem 6 Hellshock and an action skill and um Flood with uh, incendiary damage on it. Mm, and nice. I have a bunch of other stuff with action skill and incendiary shit on it. So like one magazine of shock damage to Gigamine and then swap to the flood and like two magazines of the flood with action skill and shit and Gigamine's done. So I was like, but I was actually really kind of enjoying it because it didn't go. I didn't have to farm stuff like this when I was playing, when I started doing the mayhem stuff on PC because I just managed to get like a sick ass mayhem six yellow cake off of my standard gear and then just farm the fuck out of, uh, Joey Ultraviolet and his minions with uh, Mayhem Six Yellow Cake. Yeah, you know? yep. And and then <clears throat> and then Katagawa Junior, you know, one shotting him with the three hundred over ninety, the old three hundred over ninety Mayhem Six Yellow Cake. You know, so it was just I was able to just skip all the in between shit. Yeah. So, but I'm actually kind of so now I'm I'm like as I ha- I was having a lot of fun, but the load times take way too long compared to you know, the SSD on my PC. Right. So I think I'm actually going to make another, like I'm either going to go back and, and <clears throat> do it the right way with Zane and, and, and shit like that, or just like make a copy of my file and then, uh, delete everything and oh, just kind of go for Dump all your gear and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And do kind of like what that challenge was that Moxie had, where it was like, um, where it was like, you start at mayhem or you start at max level, and then you have no, but you have no gear and you just have to like go all the way, you know, farm your way to Mayhem 10 and then, and then do the takedown on it. Like, I think that's a really cool idea. And like, I wasn't into that idea before, but now that I kind of did it, did a light version of it. Like I'm down for that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Is that like a, is that like a one life type situation as <clears> well then? Yeah. Bas- oh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a one life. I don't remember that, but like, I don't, I don't really give a shit about the one life part. I just want to like have a max level character that I fuck with, you know? Sure. No, it makes like, sense. Be like, I don't like, cause farming is farming is a really good time, but like now I'm in with my main flack on PC, I'm down to the nitty gritty where I'm looking for very specific items, you know? Oh, Oh, Oh man. I totally lost Jeff there for a second. That was wild. Um, I just totally lost you there for a second. Yeah, like you DC'd. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, weird. Anyways, so yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if it's a one life. I just wanna, I just wanna farm shit again. And like, that—that that was the cool thing about like doing that stuff on PS4. Was like, I was like, oh shit! Like, I, you get excited about almost any legendary again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now, like with my, with my main flack on PC, I'm like. I'm like, oh, it's a Sandhawk. Oh, not the right anointment. Okay, do it again, you yeah. know? But, like, so so I think I'm going to do that again, and uh, we'll see where it goes. See where yeah. it goes. 
and I have I have faith that that's going to turn around again at some point. We'll we'll get back to that point, you know, but uh, we'll see what happens. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, we should probably get into our actual topic because we have uh, we have a, a fair little amount to catch up on here. So yeah. All right. So uh, going into this, we wanted to go ahead and uh, first of all, for anyone that has. Um, for anyone that has listened to some of our older stuff, we did one of these before with Borderlands 1. Uh, it's the same thing for Borderlands 2. Um, and we just went through and ranked all the bosses. <clears throat> and basically, um, we had to kind of trim some of the fat, so to speak, in the Borderlands 2 version. Just because there's so many enemies that could be considered bosses. Uh, the main biggest thing to us was whether or not... Um, was whether or not they had some sort of something that could be farmable, more or less. Um, some of them even have things like, you know, chests or whatever, things like that. So that was kind of the big thing. Another big thing was whether or not they had splash screens. Again, not every boss in here will have a splash screen, but pretty close to it. Um, it's It's kind of arbitrary, but... You know, for people that have played Borderlands 2, you kind of know which enemies are "quote unquote" the bosses and which ones are not. So yeah, I mean, like, it's going to be interesting to see what we do with Borderlands 3. But like, with Borderlands 2, like, if you couldn't farm them, they were out. Mm-hmm. It was just, it's not. <clears throat> so that's not a boss. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not a boss. It's if you can't farm it, it's not a boss. It doesn't count. Uh, the last time we did this, by the way, was uh, actually nearly a year ago uh july 25th episode 7 july 25th 2019 jeff you remember 2019 like 10 years ago um really so yeah episode 7 the big borderlands boss breakdown this is part two of that series basically where we're doing but like we expanded this to at least include dlcs and stuff because um because of our criteria, essentially. Yeah. So um, the nice thing is that the rating system is still the same. Uh, I know that we always joke about our on a scale of, you know, whatever to seven. You know, that's kind of how we do things on a scale of one to seven. But our rating system uh, for this is a rating system of from one to ten uh, across four different criteria, which is difficulty, uniqueness, rewards an X factor. So difficulty is just how difficult is the boss? Uniqueness is how unique is the enemy compared to every other enemy in the game, whether it be boss or a trash mob style enemy. Uh, how good are the rewards that you get? Uh, whether that be the amount of loot that you get or the specific loot that it drops. And then X factor is just that little je ne sais quoi, so to speak, of... <laughs> Um, you know, how just in general, how cool or, um, you know, if there's something really special that gives, uh, a boss its flair or something like that. Um, like maybe yeah, in the future, basic- sorry, go ahead. I was going to say like maybe in the future, like maybe in a future game, uh, like in borderlands four or five, maybe they just have a one-time boss or something like that. That's voiced by someone ridiculous. You know, and they would be like, that would be the X factor for, for that person. Um, you know, uh, so just, just as yeah, like, yeah, like actually on the, uh, on the first version of this for Borderlands one, 
we gave Baron Flint a 10 in X Factor because he had like some of the best dialogue and like voice acting in the entire fucking game. Right. So. Right. Absolutely. And then on the other side but, of things, like we gave, we gave Bonehead a two in X Factor because he's essentially just a bandit. Like he's straight up just a bandit. But we gave him at least one additional point on top of that because he had a skull head. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, so, so, but to compare apples to apples, like Baron Flint had a 10, but so did Taylor Cobb. Taylor Cobb had a 10, like, because he, f- he was like the only one to flip from being, you know, a good guy to a bad guy. So that was where like, gets a 10 and X factor for that. So yeah, like that kind of shit doesn't happen, you know, very often. So it's X factor, frankly, is like pretty, pretty arbitrary and just kind of like, I feel like he gets this, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. So. So if you don't hear of someone on here, if you don't hear about a boss on here, they may not have made it on. And again, that's because this is our list and we were the ones that made it. If you want to bring something to our attention, uh, vault hunters pod <laughs> at Twitter. <laughs> so yeah, you know, get at us. Uh, just let us know. But, uh, that being said, uh, let's get into it. So how do you want to start this up? Do you want to start it or should I? I'll start it. Let's start at the bottom. Uh, so we're starting yeah. at the bottom, then we're going to the top. Uh, we're not going to go over every single number over every single boss. So uh, just because it's kind of, that'd be a lot of numbers to get into, and there'd just be numbers flying everywhere, and they're meaningless after about after a while. Yeah, we're going to bring uh, up a couple of numbers if we feel that they're important, though. Yeah, so down here at the very bottom, Mr. Bony Pants Guy. 10. So- total score 10 out of 40. <laughs> yeah. So would not have passed, <laughs> would not have passed in school. That is not a passing no. grade. So no. it's, I don't know. I think the big thing for us on that one was, it was just like, it starts you off with a fight against a dragon and you're all like, oh yeah, this is so great. And you get into it and everything. And then it's like, well, the surprise, you don't get to fight a dragon. And then you just fight this doofy looking skull man. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, it doesn't, doesn't drop any good loot, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I mean, we like, here's the thing. Half the points that we gave to Mr. Bony Pants guy <laughs> were in X Factor just because it's the only sunglasses, hair wearing, clothes wearing, you know, tink style skeleton <laughs> in the game. I don't remember if he if if Mr. Bony Pants guy actually makes any noise, but like if he did, you would expect it to be like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Curse you, He-Man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, so, Jeff, you take the next one. So the next one that we have is Hurley. Um, if you're like, I don't remember that at all. Don't feel bad about it. <laughs> so um, Hurley uh, is just a boss that comes partway through um, Captain Scarlet's DLC and again has its own splash screen and everything like that um, it doesn't really do anything it just kind of throws barrels at you it's really not that difficult at all it's it's essentially just like a big loader and that's and that's it you know um, again for X factor on that one we gave it we gave it a one um, for uniqueness we gave it a five because there's just you know there's not too many loaders that are bosses but this style in particular where it does kind of throw barrels at you is was kind of interesting so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but overall you know not not super great so again total so, score 10 total score 10 so mr bony pants guy 
Hurley, they both have a combined score of 20. <laughs> so, yeah. so they tie for last place on there. Uh, we have a couple other ties, but uh, we're, we're getting there. So, Drew, yeah. what do we got next? Yeah, so next we got old Slappy. Now, the funny thing about this is Drew kept on trying to, like, nudge this one up all the time, and I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> I genuinely don't know why. I just, maybe just because I like saying, old Slappy. <laughs> uh, old Slappy's a big-ass thresher that you get to fight in the Outwash in Highlands and Borderlands 2. Um, it's a uh, it's the one that actually took Hammerlock's limbs, right? His arms, arms basically, and yeah. Yeah, so it's a side quest. You gotta go kill old Slappy. Um, it's it's a big ass thresher, dude. It's a big ass water based thresher. Um, I don't know. We gave it a score of a total score of fourteen. Um, five of that comes from uh, rewards because of uh, the striker uh, has an increased chance to drop the striker. So that's decent. Yeah. Yeah. And a striker is not a terrible gun. And especially if you have a consistent way to farm any kind of legendary uh, weapon on, you know, in any of that kind of scenario, then mm-hmm. that's that's decent. And it's it's not a, it's not a difficult fight or anything like that. So so having a way to get the striker is is not too bad. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. mainly like <sighs> old slappy got like a like another here here to throw out another number a three in uniqueness because it's literally literally a thresher but bigger if you like took a picture of it took a picture of a thresher grabbed a corner and just went like to one diagonal direction that's then you get old slappy yeah yeah so again the striker was really the only thing that helped this thing out so um you know, it has a 50% additive crit bonus and a 15% multiplicative crit bonus. Um, you know, and it gives, uh, it's got really good accuracy, minimal spread, everything like that. So, so overall the striker itself is pretty decent for a weapon. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, works, works out pretty well. Yeah. All right, Jeff, you're up. So, uh, next we have motor mama. So, uh, Motor Mama. So, so we have a jump here. We went from Hurley and Mr. Bony Pants Guy being tens, then up to Old Slappy being a fourteen, Motor Mama being a fifteen. Unfortunately, no drops. Um, the X Factor is kind of a is a four on that one. The the fight isn't really that difficult. Again, um, sh- the thing is, is that Motor Mama kind of tries to do. The same thing that Baron Flint did about talking to you and getting ready for the fight and everything. But it just doesn't feel the same in that regard. So the attempt is there. Now, the cool thing is, is that um, it is one of the few bosses in Borderlands 2 that you actually fight that is in a vehicle. And yeah. that's that's actually pretty interesting. And the difficulty because of that can go up a little bit based on that factor, too. So those were the main two areas where uh, Motor Mama got her points were uniqueness and difficulty. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, uh, again, no, no specific drops or anything like that, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, what are you going to do? That's where it is. Yeah. Um, moving on. Next, we have Wound Spike. The lowest possible, <laughs> uh, the lowest main boss uh, from any of the DLCs or anything. Um, 
Actually, lower than any of the Headhunter Pack bosses as well. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sad. Pretty yep. sad. Uh, yep. Woundspike is a uh, is the main story boss from Hammerlock's DLC. Um, it's a it's a Borok that has a Jack mask on it, and and a turret. Um, it's 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 nothing really special. Uh, doesn't have an increased chance to drop anything. Um, it's it's unique looking, and it's the end boss from that DLC. Uh, no, it's not that's even about the, it. It's not even the end boss from that DLC. Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, it gives a seven in uniqueness just for being interesting. Like, yeah, it's a Borok, but at least it has a turret and a mask on it. So that's that's something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I really I genuinely actually truly don't have much more to say on Wound Spike. Fair enough. All right. So I know that we're very early into this list, but I already feel like this was kind of one of the big shakeups that we were kind of we we kicked this next one around quite a bit. Yeah, a <laughs> so, lot, a lot. Um, the next one we have on our list coming in with a total score to match Wound Spike uh, of a with a sixteen is Knuckle Dragger. Mm-hmm. So um, here's the interesting thing with Knuckle Dragger. The uniqueness is a one because it's just a bully mong. It's not even really any bigger than any other bully mong that's in the game or anything like that. In fact, for some of the one, for some of them, it might be even smaller. It's literally just a bully mong. It does bully mong things and that's it. So, um, the difficulty we gave it a five because it is the very first boss that you fight in the game, like the very, very first one. And so depending on where you're at with the game and how comfortable you are with it, it can either be a really easy fight or, um, you know, pretty difficult depending on how you have it. So it just depends on your knowledge of the game and what you're trying to do with it. The yep. only saving grace that knuckle dragger really had was in the rewards where it made up, um, almost half of its points with a seven because, mm-hmm. uh, for those that are unaware, knuckle dragger has a chance to drop the Hornet. And if anyone's ever heard me talk about it, you know that I will farm knuckle dragger to get the Hornets and then use that pretty much all the way to get to my double pendant training on Herald. If I'm playing borderlands too, cause it'll carry you that far. Yep. It's an amazing. Yeah. As, yeah, as long as you don't stop to farm, you know, boom, boom and Baron Flint, yeah. you know, and like end up over leveling. True. But, but even that only happens where in the things where the level scales with you. Oh, so, right, right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. So knuckle dragger overall, not terrible. Could have been a lot better, but, uh, from the perspective of, a, of a starting boss, uh, not too bad. So, so that's kind of where it is with that. So, yeah, again, the main, the main idea was that it got a lot of its points from the rewards itself. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, next with the total score of 17 is Dukino's Mom. Dukino's Mom gets uh, the highest marks in difficulty uh, with an 8. Uh, uniqueness, terrible. Just awful. Literally, again, literally just a big-ass skag. Gets mm-hmm. a 1. Gets a 1. Yeah. So, um... Cool thing about Dukino's mom though made up a little bit of a little bit of ground because in the uh, loot category in the rewards category because uh, they drop the Mongol so that's a that's a you know pretty pretty decent rocket launcher so um, that's where uh, Dukino's mom got some more points but uh, still fairly low on the list with seventeen out mm-hmm. of forty total points yeah 
So, uh, moving up a little bit on the list, uh, we move up one more point. Hooray. Um, the interesting thing about our next one is, uh, unlike Wound Spike, uh, which Drew forgot about, this one actually is the first end boss to a DLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, so the next one we have up is Piston slash Badassosaurus. Piston is not farmable, but Badassosaurus is. So um, the difficulty, we gave it a five because, again, depending on how you want to do it, it can be difficult, but it's not always. Um, the main thing here was um, it it got pretty middling, you know, scores across the whole way. Um, and it, and so we gave it a six in X factor, though, um, mainly just because it is a giant metal T-Rex, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, unfortunately the fight itself is not that interesting though. Um, so it's, I don't know. The fight itself is not that interesting. It's just in a big arena and all it really drops for you is the slow hand, which, you know, can be decent. (laughs) So, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's all right. So I, I kind of would have liked to have fought Piston a little more too in that instead of maybe Badass of Rex or maybe doing the entire fight would have been fine, mm-hmm. but it could have also been kind of a slog to do that as well. So yeah, again, yeah, that's that reasonable. Designed for the character, really cool, um, but they they just slightly missed the mark on it, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay. Uh, okay, coming up next, we ha- uh, tied at 18 p- total points is Scorch. Uh, you fight Scorch doing the um, the cult mission there in the Frostburn Canyon. Mm-hmm. Um, Scorch is again literally just a just a big ass spider ant, always fire. Uh, so I mean, again, nothing super exciting. Got seven points in rewards though because of the Hellfire. So, which can good. be good on almost anybody. Almost anybody back then. Back then, back in the day of the Hellfire being really, really good. Mm-hmm. 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 Fair enough. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of feel bad, but, like, for real, like, some of these, there's just genuinely not, like, you all know Scorch. You've all done this mission. Presumably. If you <laughs> haven't, go and go it. Go, go and do it. Go and go it? <laughs> go and get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, really, like... Not a super interesting fight. Yeah, the you most... can't use incendiary weapons. <laughs> I mean, you can, but it's... oh no! <laughs> if you want it to be more difficult. Oh no, bro! <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. Along with that, I mean, if you know, the most interesting thing about the fight, honestly, is I mean, the most interesting thing about it is the story, and even the story's not that great. The guy's just like. Oh, so they start worshiping, you know, a demigod scorch, and you go and you're like, it's not a demigod, it's a fire ant. First of all, <laughs> so, yeah. Secondly, big like, ass spider ant. Yeah. Secondly, it's like there are some, you know, psychos there worshiping scorch, and then scorch kills them. It's like, I think it was meant to be like shocking or something weird like that. It's like, no, that's that's par for the course for spider ants. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, it would have been more interesting actually to do the opposite and have the have the psychos like fight alongside with it. You know? Yeah, yeah, that would have been actually way cooler. <laughs> Be like, oh shit, this spider ant is sentient and has embraced its role as a god to these people. <laughs> oh shit, this is much more scary. <laughs> Tens across the board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but instead it's just like, blat, it just wipes them out. 
Oh, uh, man. All right. Anyway, moving along, we probably have... Um, we kind of have the Jar Jar Binks of <laughs> the Borderlands yeah. 2 bosses coming up here, <laughs> which is the Waddle Gobbler. The um, Waddle Gobbler! Waddle Gobbler. So, uh, first of all, the rewards from Waddle Gobbler are not great because it doesn't have any specific drops and it just does red chest things, which you you guys all know about how red chests work in Borderlands 2. Uh, spoilers, they're not great. <laughs> so yeah, not great. Um, not especially not when compared to like Borderlands one and, you know, mayhem levels in Borderlands three specifically. Um, mm-hmm. we did give it surprisingly, the thing can be semi difficult as you go through it. It's kind of a pain to deal with just because of all the other stuff that goes along with it. Uniqueness. First of all, it is literally the only Turkey in the game. So, I mean, there's that. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Uh, I, I feel like that's kind of the big thing. So uh, X factor, the DLC was all right. You know, Torg is the most entertaining part of it as, as he should be. Um, so really didn't do much for X factor either. So that being said, Waddle Gobbler gets a, uh, gets a 19 overall. So the first of a couple of 19s we have coming up here. So Drew, what else we got for our next 19? Yeah, so for our next 19 is Saturn. And Saturn uh, got 10 points in difficulty. Literally over half their points in, uh, in difficulty. Now, alone. for some of you that are asking, what, why did you give 10 points difficulty? Uh, you got to keep in mind the frame of reference that we're working with is that we were trying to put ourselves in the perspective of you know, first time fighting these bosses and everything, especially if you're like me and we're just rushing through the story and we're super under leveled for this fight. It was hard, <laughs> hard, <laughs> like not just, not just, not just, not just hard even, but wicked hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're also like for, for difficulty here, we're also assuming you're not like doing some cheesy strats where you're like, like the shack strat, you know, where you're like just chilling in the shack behind the building there Mm -hmm. and popping out. Like if you, if you fight Saturn as intended and you're on level and you haven't farmed anything amazing, like it's, it can be a really difficult fight. Um, pretty poor scores. Otherwise though, I mean, gets a five in rewards because you can get the hive. That's the other two scores are twos. Like normally I wouldn't tell you all the scores for everything, but like, it's it's a big loader and it's a pain in the ass and you don't even have to fight Saturn. You don't even have to. It's not even required, you know? So yeah, can't, yeah, can't you just uh, get on the elevator and go? Yeah, I've done that many a time. Just sprinted right past it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of boss do you got that you don't even got to fight? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Has a splash screen and everything. Not required to kill. <laughs> Neat. Just yeah, so 19 total points for Saturn, the big loader. <laughs> Saturn, the big RPG loader. Perfect. All right. Going along with that, we have our last 19 of the bunch, so we're almost to the halfway point here. <clears throat> we have Doc Mercy. Uh, if you've heard us talk about enemies that are or bosses that are exactly like other enemies, you're probably going to find out where we're going with this. <laughs> so <laughs> surprise. Yeah, surprise. Uh, so Doc Mercy's difficulty. He's not difficult, uh, but it's just one of those things where 
if you catch him at the wrong moment, he can really make your day rough times. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know how many times I've bounced like something off of a shield and killed myself Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. you know, if I get a little too close to him and he just like wilds me with that shield. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, dark mercy difficulty did get the highest followed by, um, rewards though. That was the main thing is that you could get the infinity from it. And again, the infinity works very well with so many different characters. It works well with zero and it's, uh, depending on the elements, it can work well with, you know, Krieg or with, um, with Maya, you know, things like that. So it has potential to do really, really well, but you kind of have to build around it a little bit too. So that's why it's not higher, but, um, we did also give it a very low ranking for X factor just because the mission that you have to finish before you can even start farming him is balls. (laughs) It just sucks. It does, man. Having to do, having to use that stupid gun that he has to try and kill dudes. And it's like, Hey, guess what? We're going to introduce you to this cool new E-Tech class, you know, of weapon. Here's literally the worst E-Tech weapon in the game for (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So that's what's up with that. Anyway, overall, that being said, Doc Mercy gets a 19. Drew, who we got next? Next, we have the Sorcerer's Daughter from the Tiny Tina DLC. It's essentially Angel mixed with a spider. Fucking horrifying. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Nothing, I mean, got a seven in uniqueness because, you know, that's, I mean, it is, it could have been higher if it but I guess I guess not. That's like peak. That's like peak score for that because it's still technically it a reused character. Like right, right. It's like be like, all right. Well, it's part. It's not an original thing completely. It is part spider and part angel, you know. Mm-hmm. And they just meh, mushed them together. Um. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the Reese's peanut butter cup of <laughs> of Borderlands too. It's yeah. like, hey, guess what? I got a Reese's peanut butter cup, and it's like. Thanks. You just saved me the trouble of putting chocolate and peanut butter together. It's like, yeah, but this is new and unique. It's like, no, everyone knows that both those things are good separately. So why wouldn't they be good together? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I can think of many things that are good separately, but are not great together. Oh, yeah. I'd name several right now. <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> so total score 21 uh, rewards. The uh, sorcerer's daughter can drop the can drop the slaga and the Varuk. <sighs> Slag is good. Farouk is a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's that's a really good way to put it. Um, the fight's kind of interesting. Um, the sorcerer's daughter does also have a have a massive fucking bow. Um, that's cool. It's I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't like having to kill Angel again. That's not fun. Specifically, um, specifically when she's like all mad at you and stuff now this time. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's that's how I feel about that one. Uh, Sorcerer's daughter. That's pretty much it. Total score twenty one. Moving on. Uh, so the next one we have is uh, another one from one of the headhunter packs. We have the happy couple. So really interesting thing here. All right. So here's how this worked. Um, it wasn't what brought their score up. It was what brought their score down was the interesting part of this for difficulty. They ranked pretty highly just because you have to kill both of them within a certain time of each other to make this work. 
Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. other part of it was that the uniqueness for them is really interesting because you don't really have any other tandem bosses that kind of work that way where it's like, Oh, you have, you know, this one, like it's just, it's just interesting the way it works. Um, as far as, yeah, because it's, it's like, um, it's like if in borderlands three, you had to kill Tom and Zam, Zom, whatever mm-hmm. within like 10 seconds of each other. Yeah. Like that makes that fight much more difficult and interesting. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, oh, and I, you know what we just said? That's at the beginning of the episode. If anyone was unaware, this does not count raid bosses as well. We should, we probably should have oh, yeah. talked about oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Because they would just, they would just score tens nearly across the board. Right. So, so no raid bosses. All right. Now, now go back and start this episode over and listen from the beginning <laughs> again. It makes a lot more sense. Anyway. Um, so yeah, happy couple. Welcome um, to Evolve Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands. <laughs> you know, woo. Anyway, so the big thing about the happy couple was we did not give them anything in rewards just because there's not much to get from them. Yeah, they drop some loot. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much all there is to say about them. They could have been a lot cooler had they had something specific to drop. I would have liked to have possibly seen a mechanic where um maybe each of them had their own drop and then if you kill them in a specific way or something like that then you get something like specific that drops when you kill the both of them together or something like that that would have been sick you know it'd be fun Hmm. you from the two of them okay yeah from like each each one individually one drops like a slag shotgun and the other one drops like a random elemental shotgun that's also legendary, mm-hmm. but then like you kill them together and it's like a double barreled shotgun, but one barrel is slag and the other one's the other element. Ah, uh, that would have been super cool. That would have been dope. <laughs> right. That's all yours. Gearbox. Once that's again, right. if, Gearbox, if, I don't see, if I don't see that in a DLC for borderlands three or in borderlands four, I'm protesting. I'm boycotting everything. Once, once again, free 99, <laughs> free 99, bro. All we ask for is 18% of all profits. <laughs> That's a lot of percent. <laughs> I don't even think George Lucas makes that much of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on with a total score of 23 uh, <laughs> is Pumpkin Kingpin. Pumpkin Kingpin or Pump Pump. Pumpkin Kingpin. Yeah, there we go. Uh, It's a boss from TK Baja's Bloody Harvest. The uh, Headhunter pack there. It's the final boss of the DLC. You can get his head. It's vines and pumpkins. So slightly interesting. But like. So, I mean, you end up with a uh, with a seven in difficulty, a nine in uniqueness because it is. It is, you definitely don't see it anywhere else in Borderlands, but there's no, what really hurt it was rewards. There's like nothing cool other than the pumpkin head, which, eh, whatever. Uh-huh. I, 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 I feel bad because like, I feel like a lot, of, like we're in the underwhelming half of this, so there's nothing to really be excited about. Pumpkin Kingpin is not a very good boss. Did not do very well. That's why they're in the middle of the pack. I have nothing more to say on the matter. <laughs> I have no strong opinions one way or the other. Yeah. 
All right. So getting up there, we have, uh, it's kind of interesting that these all kind of group together like this. I didn't even realize this. So we have happy couple, then pumpkin kingpin. And immediately after that, we have uh, tinder snowflake. So tinder snowflake uh, difficulty, again, if you're not using any kind of cheesy strats or anything can be kind of difficult. And like hiding back behind the scaffolding for the uh, for the bridge for the dock thing out there. Right. Yeah. So it can be kind of difficult. Um, mainly the difficulty comes from the projectiles and from the little mini snowmen that pop up and everything. Um, the uniqueness uh, is right up there, similar with um, Pumpkin Kingpin and the Happy Couple. We actually gave this one a ten because where else other than this do you see? you know, a snowman boss in a first person action RPG looter shooter style game that calls you a dick after you beat him, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, like, yeah, we could have, we could have given it a lower score in uniqueness because there are other, other, uh, mobs in that headhunter pack that are of similar style, but, but we didn't. So there, shut up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, once again for rewards, it gets uh, it gets a a one because it's all random at that point. Yeah, we know that random loot is random anyway, but that's kind of the main thing is that at least for this, you you don't have any specific drops that he gives you, and you get the train that comes out. That's cool and everything, but again, there's nothing specific that you're looking to get out of that. It's just kind of roll the dice and hope for the best. So uh, yep. that is what gives Tinder Snowflake an overall score of a 24 something that uh he actually shares with uh quite a few others so drew do you want to take us to the next one yeah so the next one we've got is bloodwing slash son of mothrak uh also came in at 24 points seven in difficulty and 10 in x factor 10 yeah it's pretty good it is good i mean we and again the the reason, so X Factor, okay, frankly, all these numbers, totally subjective. Uh, X Factor, <laughs> yeah. especially subjective. Um, but we give it a 10 because you're, it's your first time playing through, it's, it's brutal to have to kill Bloodwing. Like, it sucks. Mm-hmm. It, really, it really is not a good time. It's, that's one of the most evil things that Jack can do is, like, make you kill, you know one of your pal's pets, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of where, uh, that's kind of where the 10 and X factor comes from there. Um, pretty good fight too. Really, really interesting. And, uh, and, um, not definitely not the easiest fight. Also, uh, Bloodwing slash son of Mothrat can drop the skull masher. So that's pretty decent. Hell um, yeah. Pretty, pretty decent, but that's like the main thing that they can drop. So, you know, they get a six in that, category uh ends up with the total score 24 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kudos to you son of Mothrak. i feel like we're on the we're on the opposite side of the uh <laughs> we're we're over the hump now you right know? right um so going along with that the next one we have uh also with a total score of 24 is captain flint so captain flint there uh 
mainly where they got most of the points was actually in difficulty uh, with higher than average scores in uniqueness and X factor. And then uh, the rewards kind of brought them down a little bit. I know that seems kind of weird, but let's get into it. So the main thing is that uh, the difficulty has always kind of been there with Captain Flint, whether it's first playthrough, second playthrough, whatever, just because of how the fight starts with Captain Flint super far away. If you're using, if you're not using cheese strats where you snipe him from way far away first, (laughs) Because we all know that mm-hmm. trick. Um, the fact that he has um, the fact that he's able to reflect bullets back at you, the fire that he shoots up, the uh, him using the anchor and everything like that. Overall, it can be a pretty brutal fight. Um, it does. He does have some interesting drops that he has. But let's be honest, if you're looking for a fire weapon, no one's ever really looking for Flint's tinder box. The only time you're ever really doing that is is maybe if you're looking for um if you're doing like bandit allegiance krieg or something like that that would probably be about it and then even the thunderball fist which can be good you really have to work to make to bring out its full potential with another character you know the shot patterns for both those guns are kind of all over the place and to make them work is kind of weird so for those reasons the rewards honestly kind of brought um captain flint down now if captain flint had dropped the hellfire and maybe let's say, uh, I don't know some, I don't know some other shock weapon. I'm blanking right now on anything from the game. That's a solid shock weapon, but something like that, you know, brainstormer that's not in borderlands too, <laughs> <laughs> but sure. So hypothetically, if something like that, he probably would have been within the top quarter of the of the list i would say yeah there you go so but he didn't so he's a 24 (laughs) (laughs) anyway so uh drew who we got next for our final number 24 uh so next we got midgemong midgemong is of course the horrifying hybrid of a uh of a bullymong and a midget it's terrifying and amazing (laughs) yeah it is it is like that's kind of that's another one of those things where if you were going to show borderlands 2 to somebody be like all right this is a this is a typical mission in borderlands 2 you go and kill this mutant thing (laughs) you know and Mm -hmm. like it's part it's part bullymong and part part midget and it's it's uh it's pretty fun I, i i genuinely so uh pretty score of nine in uniqueness because it is one of the few like hybrid creatures yeah. other than, um, other, other than, than the, Spico, uh, sorcerer's daughter. Oh yeah. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Um, yeah. Spico's in there too. Spico didn't make the list. You know why, you know what you did Spico. <laughs> That's all I got for Spico is just, psh. <laughs> I'm not even going to clarify that. You just, you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Midgemong does drop the Kerblaster, which is cool if you're playing Explosive Axton and literally nothing else. Yeah, I mean, Explosive Creed, too, is like, eh. (laughs) (laughs) There's better things. There are better things. Hey, you know what? My first time that I got a Kerblaster, you were talking earlier about uh, Captain Flint. I got a Kerblaster once, uh, like one of my very first times playing BL2, and then took it to kill Captain Flint, and or uh, uh, not Captain Flint, Doc Mercy, and bounce those fucking things right <laughs> off that shield did not go well oh i'm sure 
I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I feel like so, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, okay. total score of uh, 24 for Midgemong. All right. So, um, moving on up to the next number we have. So, kind of an interesting one here. So, um, the biggest thing for this next one, uh, this, this one was all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So the next one that we have is uh, Uranus, otherwise known as not Saturn. <laughs> also so, Uranus. Also Uranus. So, again, this <laughs> boss all over the place. Two tens. A two and a three. (laughs) (laughs) So it got a 10 in difficulty and rewards and then a two in uniqueness and a three in X factor. So difficulty Uranus can actually be Uranus can be pretty tough. (laughs) Um, Uh, So childish. I love it. I know. Right. So it can be a really difficult boss fight. um, If you're not hiding out in like the little in like the little cave beforehand in the doorway. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of ads, um, you know, not really many other places to hide. Otherwise um, lots of big area of effect things. So really a pretty difficult fight um, and the rewards. Okay. <laughs> Dude, you want to talk about rewards? Uh, so we have a note here about the loot that's every, uh, each one of these bosses <laughs> drops mm-hmm. and uh, there's this one says yes, plus Hornet and electric chair. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the big thing about it has dedicated drops for the Hornet and the electric chair and has literally every other legendary in its loot pool, just not as high. Yeah. It's yep. bananas. So, yeah. and if <laughs> quick thing for anybody who's only played borderlands three, like it didn't used to be like this. Like it's, it used to be that, um, loot drops were that legendary drops were significantly more difficult to come by. And you're going to see weird stuff when it comes to our loot scores on here, because it's, if they drop one thing and it's a really good thing, they got a good score. If they drop, like a few things and they're all decent, then they actually got a typical, typically kind of lower score because it diversifies the loot pool too much. It makes it a little bit more difficult to get what you're looking for. But then if they drop fucking everything like Uranus (laughs) does, then the score is like off the charts for the loot. So it's, 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 it's a parabola. So it's a, right. it's a bell curve. If you look at the scores in relation to the loot. So, right. So, so the interesting thing is, uh, there's only one other person that we gave a 10 to in rewards or one other boss, I should say. And, um, it's, it's the same kind of thing. So, um, specifically if, if we were to have like, uh, you know, this knob goes to 11 type of thing, I would probably give it to, uh, I'd, I'd give that knob to Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, oh, but my. I was, oh. I'm proud of that. That's that's where I peaked as a content creator. Just that you should be. This is one of the rare moments where I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna show it 
to my wife and be like, babe, you get to hear what Jeff said on the episode. This is fucking great. <laughs> All right. So um, not only does he have just everything in, in their loot pool, but also there are still specific drops. So you can mm-hmm. look for whatever you want there. But if you're looking for some specific things, you can do that too. It's astounding, honestly. So mm-hmm. again, all over the place with <laughs> all over the place with your anus, <laughs> but Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, so um, that's why they end up with a score of twenty-five. Uh, also, have a score of twenty-five from Drew. Uh, from Sir Hammerlock's big game hunt is Jackenstein. Jackenstein, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> actually, Jack- I'm a little Jackenstein bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a little confused as to why we only give Jack and Steen a six in uniqueness. Uh, because it still is just, I mean, it still is just like a bully mong, just with like robotic arms and a Jack mask. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Anyways. Uh, so Jack and Steen has a score of 25, 10 in difficulty, um, uh, and kind of middling scores the rest of the way. Jack and Steen can drop the yellow jacket. So that's Okay. Uh, not as good as the Hornet, but you know, whatever. Um, yeah, we, it's, it's, it, it's, it's the, it's the BBEG of that DLC, which is probably one of my least favorite DLCs. Yeah. Um, a little, like a little surprised that they made it into like the top third here. So the main thing was we gave it a lot in difficulty just because, um, their difficulty is, pretty much just the fact that they're resistant to all forms of damage. And that also, mm-hmm. so that goes for all elements as well as explosive. And there's only certain spots where you can actually hit them and do damage. In fact, there are sometimes if you're doing certain allegiance runs that this boss basically becomes unbeatable. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily make it good, but since we decided to make difficulty, one of the factors, then that's where it is. Yep. Can't be a boss if you're not difficult. So yeah, absolutely true. That, that's why there's literally not a single boss on here that got a one in difficulty. <laughs> so, although if we were going to give any of them a one, I guess it'd be Mr. Bony pants guy because he's at a two. Yep. That is accurate. And, and Mr. Bony pants guy is the only two. <laughs> so that, yeah, that evens out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So drew anything else on, uh, anything else on Jack and steam? No. All right. Fair enough. Moving right along. Next, we're getting into the, we're getting into the nitty gritty now. So next up with another score of 25, we have Wilhelm. So once again, Wilhelm, uh, is kind of similar to not Saturn in how their scores panned out. So, uh, Wilhelm had high scores in difficulty and uniqueness and was really brought down by rewards. So specifically, the main thing is you don't see another boss um, like Wilhelm in the game. You do have some of the workers, um, you know, some of the Hyperion workers and whatever that are kind of similar, but not to the scale. And especially after playing through, um, after playing through the pre-sequel, it really gives a lot more uh, gravity to the situation. Not to mention that you feel good about defeating Wilhelm the first time with everyone saying, Oh, you, you know, you defeated Wilhelm. Handsome Jack doesn't stand a chance or whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, it really does feel good. 
So um, the big thing, honestly, is that their rewards do more harm than good. And that's not even a joke. That's straight up what it is. Got a two in rewards because the two things they give you are the Rolling Thunder, which is really only good for killing yourself with. <laughs> mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and the other one being um, the Logan's Gun, which the Logan's Gun, honestly, straight up worthless unless all you're looking to do is reload rocket launcher ammo, which... You know, even then, you still have to get most likely a sham because you're not going to want to do it with any other lower, you know, uh, absorb shield or anything like that. And even if you're doing that, that's highly specific. Not to mention that that's probably a glitch anyway. (laughs) Yeah, really. So anyway, so going along, that is why Wilhelm gets a 25. Moving up into uh, from the mid 20s to the high 20s. Drew, who do we got next? Next, we got Nisha. The Lawbringer. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Nisha gets a... Has three sevens. Good for Nisha. Um, seven difficulty, uniqueness, and rewards. Um, six in X-Factor. Mainly because, like, she was kind of drummed up as, like... The whole time you're in Lynchwood, you just all you hear is Deputy Winger be like, "Hey, the sheriff's the real fucking bitch." So you know, like, <laughs> I would have, I would have loved to have had that. Like, he goes into a, the Deputy Winger goes into a lot more depth about about Nisha. You know, the sheriff, blah blah blah, like has specific rules about this and that. I'm just trying to keep you people safe and all this other bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. I just really would have liked one Deputy Winger PA announcement be like. In case I hadn't made it clear, this uh, sheriff's a real fucking bitch. So <laughs> just thought I'd just thought I'd put that out there. Uh, <laughs> Deputy Winger out. <laughs> you know that'd, that'd have been great. great. It'd be fantastic. Um, uh, it is. It does give you the feeling of like an old west shootout. Um, I dig Deputy Wing or I dig uh, Nisha. Uh, also, she drops the sheriff's badge, and uh, you can get the deputy's badge from Winger. So good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, it can be pretty decent. Uh, it can be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. That's my dog, but, uh, take care of her in a second. Uh, <laughs> All right. fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, Nisha, uh, gets a total score of 27. So, uh, not amazing, but still pretty solid, pretty solid little boss. Uh, yeah. also again, killing her. You like, if you've played the pre-sequel, there's the weight of, you know, knowing, that you killed a playable character. How dare you? <laughs> you monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff, take it away with our next one. All right. So the next one that we have is uh, actually the gold golem. Uh, so this is a boss that you fight in the tiny Tina DLC. Uh, again, there are some other uh, golems in the game, but this one is, um, uh, this this one you kind of let uh, level up, and it's it's a really interest really interesting mechanic that you have with that. So we did give it an eight in difficulty because of that, and this is the first one that had um, kind of you know some really decent scores all the way around. So um, eight in difficulty, seven in uniqueness, five in rewards, and seven in X factor. That was kind of the other thing is that this one probably would have been a little bit worse had it not been for some of the rewards that you do get uh, for it. 
Um, it has a chance to drop the Deliverance, the Infinity, and Sledge's Shotgun. The Infinity being my personal favorite out of that, but um, the Sledge's Shotgun and the Deliverance both being usable for other aspects of it. So, again, really kind of a unique enemy, which is where it got most of its points from, being in, uh, being in difficulty and uniqueness. So, um, there's just nothing quite like it uh, in the game. Um, that being said, its attacks are just okay and everything like that. And it is still kind of borrowing from some other aspects of, you know, like Tolkienian style lore and everything like that, or even older than that, I guess. I guess there's been legends about golems for, you know, for centuries. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I, th- I, I do think it's funny that like Gold Golem's number six on the list. And I'm sure that like if somebody just saw the rankings without like seeing any of the numbers or anything, they'd be like, Gold Golem at six? Fucking what? Yeah, it's <laughs> what true. Do it. Again, but. totally arbitrary and it's it's our list, so uh, suck it. <laughs> suck it. Alright, Drew, who else do we have? Getting into uh not not quite the well yeah, actually, yeah, this is the top five now. So, Drew, number five. Number five. Number five on the list is the Handsome Sorcerer, the final boss of Tiny Tina's DLC. It's Jack in a hat and cloak and staff. That's fun. Yep. (laughs) That's that Uh, is that is why. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll go ahead and let you tell it. That's why for uniqueness, it got (laughs) Yeah, that's why for uniqueness, the handsome sorcerer got a six. Because it's like Jack, but one better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there we go. That's about right. Um, It's the handsome sorcerer is fairly difficult. uh, Comes out uh, at an eight. uh, Got most of their points in at a nine in rewards because the handsome sorcerer can drop everything the warrior can, which is pretty decent but then can also drop the uh, the specific grenade mods that you can get in the DLC. I can't yeah. remember the name. Oh, the magic missiles and... Yeah, chain uh, lightning, all that kind yeah, of yeah, good yeah. stuff. Love yeah, the chain. Yeah, so, so that's pretty sick. Um, pretty decent fight. Uh, you know that it's Jack pretty much the whole time, very, very shortly into the thing. So <sighs> it's it's... Jack is not on this list because you can't farm Jack and Jack is not a real fight, not a real boss fight. Right. It's but like if they were, it would be worse than the handsome sorcerer because the handsome sorcerer is Jack, but better. That is accurate. And it's it's a more fun and engaging fight as well. Can be a bit of a slog, but still overall Mm -hmm. more fun. Yeah, total score 28. Not bad. That's like C-plus territory-ish. Right. So, yeah. I feel I feel solid on the Handsome Sorcerer. I like it. Fun fight. Uh, good times. I like right. the Handsome Sorcerer. Moving yeah. on. All right, moving on to number four on our list. Um, this one was kind of a surprise, too. Just, just for the record, we kind of went through, we compiled all the bosses, we did all the numbers, and then we just aver- or, and then we just added them together. That was how we did it. And then we, and then we saw what that turned into. It's like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. So that being said, um, next up on our list is Boom Boom, or as myself and my wife like to call them, Boom Boom. <laughs> boom Boom. <laughs> Because so, one's with an EW, damn it. 
It is. It's pronounced differently. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so true fact. Anyway. Cue. So um, Boom Boom got a six for difficulty because, again, the fight can be difficult, but it's usually not. It's pretty early boss fights so here. Pretty okay with it most of the time. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, the second boss fight in the game after, um, after Knuckle Dragger. So... Mm-hmm. generally not too difficult, but having multiple enemies to have to focus on can make it difficult. And especially if you, if you're in like a really hard difficulty and if you're not watching yourself one shot from, was it big Bertha, big Bertha. Yeah. Big Bertha will just, you know, mess up your day. That being said, um, most of boom, boom's points came from uniqueness because again, it's one of the only double boss fights that you see in the game. Not only is it that, but you have one that's trying to attack you one that's on a giant gun. So you kill the giant gun and then both of them are on the ground trying to kill you. Um, along with the fact that it does also drop the bonus package, which is a pretty decent starting, uh, grenade mod. Uh, overall, it's pretty good. So, um, Boom Boom also ranked pretty highly as far as X Factor goes. Um, so, no complaints here. We like Boom Boom. You get decent what uh, you get. Yeah, decent grenade mon from it. It's a decent little fight. It never feels like a slog. It's usually always entertaining. You know, plus it does give you that chance for um, you know it does give you that chance for a legendary twice, which is neat. Yeah, I also just like. I don't know, just like the over-the-topness of Boom Boom. So, yeah, correct. That's why they get a 7 in X-Factor. Correct. So, all right, Drew, uh, are you ready to really shake this list up with our last three here? Yep, absolutely. Number three, it is the Warrior. What? But guys, your big bad evil guy from the first game was number one on there. Why isn't the Warrior the number one on here? The Warrior's not as good as the Destroyer, comparatively. That's why I do the math. Oh, snap. <laughs> wrecked <laughs> alright so the warrior gets a 10 in uniqueness because there's literally nothing like it if you had to describe it it'd be like a like a lava golem or something from uh, D&D or whatever mm-hmm. uh, you do get an 8 in rewards because the warrior can drop the flacker the volcano the conference call the impaler the leech mm-hmm. um Pretty decent. Not in not exceptionally difficult though. Shoot the chest plates, keep popping them chest that chest afterwards. That's that's really about it. You take a uh, a lady fist in there and do some crit damage and you'll be alright. Yeah. So total score of twenty nine for the warrior. A li- just a little underwhelming as far as as far as an end boss. Like you don't I don't know about you, but like I don't feel the first time that I had to fight the destroyer in Borderlands two or in borderlands one like i was more you know nervous about the fight yeah yeah yeah. i was like i was like oh shit you know like but when it was the warrior i'm like for some reason this thing doesn't look so tough and uh spoilers i guess even less so for tyrene in borderlands three yeah like even though it's merged with the destroyer i'm like "Eh." Mm mm-hmm Anyways, um, yeah, but yeah, decent score overall. Total score twenty nine for the warrior. Um, I, you always want your uh, the end boss to be at the top of the list, but sometimes it just doesn't happen, and this is one of those times. Sad yeah. about it. 
it is it is sad and like you said i you know the x factor is where it really brought it down that was the really thing that really hurt it just because you really don't you don't feel that that gravity from this fight when you're doing it so mm-hmm. uh fun fact that i that i do want to tell real quick uh and my wife's gonna kill me about for this but you know what she's it's, bad at platforming mm, no she is bad at platforming though right that that being said this is worth it for the memes so <laughs> anyway um so the very first time we did this fight again we were rushing through the story this was the first weekend that the game had come out already you know and mm-hmm. we're just like you know we're just flying through the story everything like that and um two things that i'll never forget that happened in my first playthrough i got a legendary from the slot machines which blew my mind have you ever since then no never not once <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so funny. it was it was a volcano that i was like that unfortunately uh i like never really got the chance to properly use anyway uh, secondly um uh we were going and we were doing the the warrior fight and uh she at one point ran to the back of the arena to um to pick something up i want to say she was going to pick up some ammo or something something like that she was going to pick up something and it's the same button that you use to get out of the doorway in the arena and you could just leave <laughs> that fight so we were like we were 15 20 minutes into this fight and you know nearly killed the thing and she just took us somewhere else and i was really confused at first and then i got real mad <laughs> <laughs> uh that's funny Mm-hmm. That's really funny. So then oh, we spent man. like another, you know, 20 minutes doing the fight again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, got a conference call from it though. So I was like, all right, that's fine. Anyway, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. All right. So moving on, uh, I've got the number two spot here. Uh, and number two comes in with, again, very surprising Cassius. Yep. So, uh, you know, Tales Cash from, is the, from the uh, Commander Lilith DLC. Yep, correct. Yep, and uh, so you know, Tales from Borderlands getting some representation here. Crazy stuff. So, yeah. um, man, Cassius is just such a great boss. This was the other one that we had uh, where the loot was just yes, because once again, Cassius has like everything in his loot pool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so rewards on that are a ten. So again, big bell curve with that. That's this is on the other side of the bell curve. Um, the difficulty can be pretty difficult. So, um, you know, good numbers there. And honestly, for uniqueness and X factor, I gave it a lot as well. You know, it's already an established character that, you know, that we like, and that actually helped us quite a bit in other stuff that we were doing and that you can even recruit onto your team at the end of tales from the borderlands. So, Mm -hmm. and then the other big thing is again, just, um, you know, the uniqueness of the fight and, you know, the kind of creature that he turns into and everything like that, you know, fantastic boss fight all around really solid comes out with a total score of 33. So dirty tree, dirty tree. So yeah, great boss fight, you know, great loot. Um, I'm a fan, but it does not quite get to our number one. Drew, what is our number one? Drum roll, please. It's the bunker. It's Woo! the BNK3R. Congrats to you, bunker. You did it. You're, You're the, the best. <laughs> All right. All right that's it. 
<laughs> Copyright strike. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bunker gets an eight in difficulty. That has an asterisk next to it because if you're using bore or if you're uh, using the cheesy uh, rocket launcher strats just chilling underneath where the uh, vending machines are, it's significantly easier than that. But other than that, like if you're if you're killing the bunker the way that it's intended, it's a uh, it's around an eight uh, uniqueness. Ten fucking ten. It's, there's nothing like it. <laughs> there's literally nothing like it anywhere else in any of the games in I've never seen uh, an enemy like the bunker before. Yeah. It's not even like a mech like you would see in like a like it's it's part of the building that turns into a thing that kills you. Right. That's correct. Fuck, that's fucking crazy. Uh rewards get an 8 because of the bitch and the sham totally good. Also that one head, so woo. Uh yeah. X factor 10 because again like you your first time playing through it, you don't expect the building to come alive and start trying to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I saw what the bunker was and I thought it was like, all right, I'm going to fight some boss here and it's going to open up and I'm going to go inside of it or whatever, something like that, you know? So, and turns out, nope. And the, and the presentation of it was perfect too. It's like, you know, because what, what I'm pretty sure I've got that down. It's like, do you really think I'd protect angel with nothing more than, you know, some bots and a couple of flimsy turrets, you know, you're not at the bunker. The bunker isn't a place, you know, and then it like opens up and it does its whole thing, everything like that. And it's got that super, like (laughs) it's got that super like deep, super processed voice where you don't even know what it's saying, but you just know it's mad at you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just like most of the music I listen to. Right. Exactly. Perfect. So yeah, there really hasn't been an enemy um similar to bunker and i don't expect that there will be again (laughs) Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's just a fantastic boss fight not to mention that you're like well wait a minute you've only got two items yes okay the bitch and the sham are both fantastic pieces of gear and the fact that there's just the two of them make them still relatively easy to get when you're farming Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's great because the difficulty is there if you want to be. However, if you're going to go farm it, there's easy enough ways to get the loot that you want out of it. Overall, yeah. that's why it's our number one. And here's the thing. That's still with a score of 36. So, you know, nothing nothing on this list got like 10s all the way across the board. I think that's the important thing. Yeah. What would? Would uh, Cromrax get it? Mm. Would Hyperius? Would... Uh, what's his name? Pyro Pete. I think that'll have to be one for another day. I think, I think at some point we'll just have to do an entire raid bosses. Yeah. Just, just raid bosses throughout the entire series. That'll be sick. And we can include like Wotan and scourge and mm-hmm. that'll be sick. Yeah, I think so. I'm looking forward to that episode. So I'm assuming that one of those will get a 10 out of 10 at some point. Oh, you mean like a mat, like uh, like a forty, a forty out of forty? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, because so. we're gonna keep using the same criteria, so that way we can compare them all. I wonder if we can, yeah, like actually, if we compare these, uh, ooh, the destroyer beats out uh the bunker by one point. Really? Yeah, because we gave the destroyer a ten in uniqueness, rewards, and X factor. Mm-hmm. So and seven in difficulty. So the interesting thing about that, then going back and looking at it as well is 
the gap between the top ones are is a little bit bigger here though because you'll remember that number three we got a um or number two for um borderlands one uh we gave skagzilla a 32 and the destroyer 37 so that's a five point jump right there that's huge Mm -hmm. and here's the interesting thing too is that with um the uniqueness is actually there for Skagzilla as opposed to, you know, having it for Dukino's mom. And I think the main thing is that, you know, while the uniqueness was there, the X factor definitely was not. So the rewards are really good just because you get a ton of loot from Skagzilla and the uniqueness is there because yeah, it's a giant skag. However, it's massive. Secondly, it's also has like the crazy different attacks that does like the laser beam and everything like that. So yeah, I think that's the main thing is like the laser beam gave it high scores there and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so really interesting. Uh, that being said, um, that being said, um, the highest and the lowest were still on borderlands one Helob and Widowmaker still got sevens on <laughs> the borderlands <laughs> yeah. one. So yeah. And borderlands that was different though, because you couldn't farm, stuff per se in borderlands one. So mm-hmm. true had different criteria for bosses. So yeah. anyways, that's the list. Uh, good times. Um, so again, we'll just, uh, just the top five here from five to one handsome sorcerer, boom, boom, the warrior Cassius and BNK three R. Solid Congrats choices. to you. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for us. Let's go ahead and end it how we always do with going, going, gun. What are we doing? Going, going, gun on today, Drew. So today's going, going, gun is on the Sandhawk. Nice. Which uh, version of the Sandhawk are we going with? We're going with Borderlands 2 Sandhawk. Really? Yeah, we is. Nice. So, the Sandhawk is a unique doll submachine gun that you get in the Captain Scarlet DLC. It can come in shock, incendiary, corrosive, slag, or none. Um, pretty, pretty good little weapon. Like, one of the top, one of the top weapons in Borderlands 2. They should have kept it an SMG in Borderlands 3 and just Agreed. made it an SM. Like, if they had they left it there and kept the damage around the same ballpark, it would have been, it would have been great. That would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, it works very much the same way. If you've ever used the sniper rifle version in borderlands three has a, has like eight projectiles that it shoots out. Uh, it does consume three, it consumes three rounds to do that. They are slow moving. So you definitely want to try and get the, uh, flying prefix on that. If you can, um, yeah, for sure. Yep. So, um, however, uh, if you're using this on either Maya or zero, they both have skills that can help with projectile speed. So that kind of mm-hmm. helps offset it as well right there. So, yeah. um, so yeah, kind of an interesting thing. One of the other, um, um, one of the other interesting things is that if you're using this with gauge, um, you know, so with her low accuracy and everything like that, um, the group will not split apart, uh, and uh, every cluster will actually behave like a single bullet. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, super weird. So, 
Um, but yeah, no, it's a fun weapon. I've, you know, I love using it particularly because I love playing as Maya and as Zero, so I get a lot of use out of that. Um, you know, it's just a solid. <laughs> just, it's just, a, just that noise of getting bore with a uh, Sandhawk is just ridiculous. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like. I don't know. It's amazing. It's it's it stirs something in me when I hear it. <laughs> you know, it, it sounds like if you all right. So I want you to think of it this way. This is what it sounds like. If you've ever grinded gears on a vehicle while also using a blender and also playing the sound, the cheesy sound effect of like someone getting hit in like a movie or something like the smack kind of sound <laughs> rapidly. If you do all three of those things at the same time, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, that's the Sandhawk possibly, possibly the best SMG in borderlands too. Am I, is there something I'm missing? Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely up there, but that's, that's a list for another day, <laughs> right? It's definitely like top, top five, top five easily. Yep. Absolutely. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, bird-shaped fucking wings. It's just cool. It's cool as shit. It's powerful. It's fun. It's a, it's a mission reward, so it's super easy to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just make sure that you either dashboard farm or something along those lines so that you can get the specific one you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, next time, we're going to be talking to you together from the same place. And... We're going to be talking about Bounty of Blood, the Feast for the Redemption. I'm so excited for that. Please don't ask me what kind of accent that is. I have no fucking clue. It's like a bad German accent or something. It's like it's like what Bella Lugosi did, but like worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's garbage European accent. That's all it is. All right, that's Perfect. pretty much it. We'll talk to you next time. Good luck and good drops. Bye.